friend. Blink. This is Mountain Hippie Radio. Welcome to Hippie Church. I'm your host, Allie Wags. Thanks for being here. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. Don't I always say that? All right. So we, yes, you, me, Source Energy, dear listener, we are all creating this show together and we're going to play with a new format. Uh, If you have listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that I have been, well, if you listen to the show since it's beginning, you know that I have had varying relationships with uh, structure and how I approach the show, how much I do ahead of time, how much I show up um, in real time. And I'm playing with something a little bit differently. Well, a little bit different for today's show. So what we're going to do is we're going to start the show. We're going to start the show. (laughs) And I'm sure you're asking, uh, didn't we do that like two minutes ago? Yes. But what I've been reflecting on this idea of ritual and consistency and structure and how there's a reason why organized religions have mass a certain way, the same way every single time. There is a reason why when you practice Ashtanga yoga, you go through poses in a particular sequence. And there is something very comforting to the brain when we know that we're in a safe space. We know that this space that we're in is different than perhaps another space where our senses are heightened. Maybe this is a place, this is a space where we can signal to the body, we can signal to the nervous system that this is a parasympathetic experience. This is a rest, digest, tend, befriend, settle in with a warm mug of something, take a long, big toke of something, and just find a different way of being. And I've been reflecting on how I can, one, play with this structure, play with the idea, I guess, of structure, how much to have, what is comforting, what feels oppressive, but then also this idea of how I can signal to myself that it's podcast time, that we are showing up in the best way possible. I am opening myself up to anything and everything that is here for me to share. And also for you. I don't know much about you, but I know that chances are your life is full. And there are fewer opportunities than you probably would like in your day-to-day life to be And it is my hope that listening to this podcast is a way for you to just be. It is a way for you to just be. And the way that we signal 
to our nervous system, the way that I signal to you, dear listener, that this show is different than the Joe Rogan experience is we have something that we indicate we do over and over again at the beginning of the show that indicates this is special time. Last show, last episode, or maybe the one before, I talked about how Mr. Rogers always comes in the door the same way. He always takes off his sweater the same way. He always puts on his indoor shoes while taking his outdoor shoes off. That is the indication to those kids watching that show that this is different time. And so since this is radio um, and it's also summer, I am not going to put on and take off my outdoor cardigan and um, put on my indoor cardigan. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this little... This little quote from Aretha Franklin. And I'm going to use this quote as our indication together that we are going into a sacred space, that we are going into a special place where perhaps we feel comforted and emboldened to maybe try on new ways of being. And the quote from Aretha Franklin is from her performance at the Fillmore West in March 1971. And it's one, if if you haven't listened to that album, I highly, highly, highly recommend it, particularly the first set, which is what I'm going to talk about right now. And... In that show, it's a live, it was recorded live, and the album that you can listen to on Spotify or wherever you get your music, um, you hear her talking to the crowd. And so she's introduced by Bill Graham as the one and only, or the number one lady, that's what he says, the number one lady, Miss Aretha Franklin. And then she comes out with a full, amazing band, and they just rip through a high-tempo, high-energy version of Respect. And it is, it is a, it's a ride, (laughs) It is this bouncing, meandering, um, if, if water were music, and this was like a raging rapid, like you're, you're going somewhere, but you're hitting all of this turbulence along the way, and just the horns are going, and oh my god, it's amazing. Highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. And... And then she goes through this amazingly vibrant version of respect. And then the music starts to slow just a little bit. And the backing band is sort of playing a little bit of a a drum track and a little bit, well, not a track, but like the drums are playing and then you have the bass and it's just Aretha. And you can hear the sounds of the crowd. You can hear her trying to catch her breath. And in between those little gasps of air, she says the following. She says, 
we're going to ask you to do just one thing, all right? And that's just to relax. Loan your soul to us for a few minutes. I promise you, we'll give it back. I promise when you leave here, you will have enjoyed this show as much as any you've had the an occasion to see. All right? And until I have my own words, I'm going to borrow Aretha's. I'm going to ask you to relax and loan your soul just for a few minutes. And I promise you, I will give it right back. Welcome to Hippie Church. I'm your host, Allie Wags. For this new format of the show, I am going to play with this idea that the question, the problem, the thing that we're working through in our everyday lives, that that is at a different vibration than its solution. So if I am worried about not having enough money or I'm concerned that I haven't found love, if I am asking the universe, soul, source, God, whatever you wanna call it, if I am asking, that question is at a different vibration than the solution. And so what happens to a lot of us is that we ask the question and 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 we ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask the question. But because we're asking the question, we can't recalibrate our inner vibration to hear the answer, right? So if I am listening to 98.5 FM, I am not hearing what's broadcast on 100 AM because I'm on a different frequency. And so what I wanna play with with this show is I'm gonna ask a question. I'm going to ask a question. It's going to be a question related to my life because I don't know what's going on in yours. And then what I'm going to do, and this is where the new format comes in, is that I'm going to play three games with myself on the radio or on the podcast. I'm going to play three games. And these games are going to be designed to distract my attention from the question and elevate my vibration, recalibrate it, retune it so that I might be able to hear the answer. And, you know, we're going to we're going to take this one step at a time. Like I'm not going to ask myself a really hard question or I'm not going to ask of the universe a really hard question, but um, we're going to play with this. And I invite you to play along 
And this is a an internal an internal game show. How interesting is that? A radio, an audio only internal game show. Wow! I can't wait to hear um, the network executives calling me. Anyway, so here's my question: What is it that I want to talk about? What is it that feels most exciting? what feels most likely to tip, right? We're in, in, for the purposes of this exercise, I'm not going to pick the like handful of things that literally I've been working 41 years of my life on and have, have seen gradual change over, you know, decades of time. No, I'm not picking that. I'm going to pick something that could potentially be answered at the end of the show. But also I, I want it to be something that matters um, because a lot of times we, we do this thing where, or at least I do this thing where sometimes I'm like forcing myself, I'm being real mean to myself in like arbitrary ways to cut myself a break and give myself an excuse to not do the thing that like I really, really want to do. That doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's too much in the problem. I haven't even asked the question. This show is going to be very, very long. So it's going to be something that is relevant to me. And the thing that I want to ask and the thing that I think is relevant to most people is general enough is how can I start to create in a different way? And what I mean by that is that in the past, my experience with writing a book or making this podcast or any number of things that I make, um, baking a cake, my approach to those things has been one in which I have only me and my physical body have only been present. Like I have thought of the recipe and I there hasn't been much room for back and forth between me and source energy in the creative process. And in my experience, when I get close to, I get an idea. And I know that that idea, because I was in meditation, I was inspired to that idea. And I know that it's a good impulse. And then I'll act on that impulse. And then somehow I grind everything to a screeching halt. And it's largely because I'm not paying attention along the way to how my energy has sort of shifted. Um, But basically, I get a great idea from source energy, and then I choke it (laughs) to death. Slight exaggeration for dramatic purposes. And so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for fun the whole way. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for a back and forth between me in this physical body and that deep, deep part of me. I love having a complete, clear and open mind and then getting a great idea. There is literally nothing better than that. And actually, there are a lot of things that are equally better because the thing that I'm experiencing when I get that great idea, that thing I'm experiencing is alignment. 
and I know that I'm aligned and then I get this great idea and it's absolutely wonderful. And the trick is, how can we hold on to this idea and have fun with this idea and appreciate this idea, even if it can't come to fruition right now, even if it's still in the stages of becoming, how can we have fun with this idea and nurture this idea? So the whole creative process, making a relationship or making a baby or writing a book, any of these big projects that that we want, that we want to experience. And the reason that we want to experience it isn't because of the end goal. It's that we associate that feeling of being in alignment and getting that great idea. Ooh, and then following that as far as you can go. And then, ooh, another one. And then, oh my God, it's so fun. And in the past, I have caused it to slow down. And I've caused it to slow down for all sorts of stupid beliefs that aren't even worth talking about. Um, And I'm just curious how how I get because I have two really awesome, crazy, amazing ideas that I'm so very, very excited about their ideas that I've had in the past. But now everything seems to marinate and it's oh so exciting. And I just don't want to ruin it. So universe, soul, source. God, lady, goddess, priestess, whomever, whatever, I ask you, how can I bring more ease and joy and alignment and flow and fun to the things that I slowly build over time? And then I'm going to stop. I've asked the question. So in playing with this game, we are, I'm going to do, I'm going to give myself some games. I'm going to give myself these things that I do um, to tune my own vibration. And I'm going to encourage you to consider your version of this. So the first thing that I want to talk about, um, and my first little game is a game that I'm calling what I'm geeking out about or what I'm excited about. You can tell that I spent a lot of time on the titles. So what I'm geeking out about right now, what I'm geeking out about right now is MDMA. And I'm geeking out about MDMA because I am reading a book by Rachel Neuer. It's called I Feel Love, MDMA and the Quest for Connection in a Fractured World. And I'm only, let's see how many pages in. I am only around 80 pages in, so I'm not anywhere close to scratching the surface. But man, it is, it has been so, so fascinating. And before I get into the me geeking out about this, I want to talk about the mechanics of what I'm about to do. How very meta. So the reason that I chose this game is that when we get really excited about something, when we are engrossed fully in something, we are aligned. So you can experience this when you are reading a book um, of material that's interesting to you. You can experience it when you're rebuilding a carburetor. It's something that you're doing. I experience it when I'm baking, when you're 
you're quite frankly, you're in the zone. Like you are experiencing the mechanics version of the muse. You are fully present and being used by source energy in a totally non-creepy robots are going to rule the earth sort of way. Um, You're you're allowing source energy to run to you and through you when you're that actively engaged. And so the reason that I chose this game, one, is that it's kind of an easy, (laughs) it's an easy one for this first episode. Um, But two, you're going to notice as I start talking about this kind of stuff, how my excitement level changes, how I start to talk faster, right? We know this when people like little kids, especially, oh my God, and then this, and then this, and then this. This is a way that we can retune. And so if you're struggling with some area of your life and you just need a break, go do that thing that you're super nerdy about. Like, go do the thing with the Pokemon cards or the Beanie Babies. I'm sorry, I'm sure that people have more updated (laughs) interests, but my pop culture references are limited. Um, Do that thing that you love to do. Read that thing that you love to read. Love sci-fi fantasy novels? Hell yeah. Love vampire sex books? Yes. Go read a couple of those. Because that is how you know, well, that's not how you know, um, how you feel when you are talking about something. If it lights you up, that is changing your overall vibration. So there could be like four or five things that are sort of weird in your life or not exactly where you want it to want it to be. And you can distract yourself by something that makes you feel really, really good. Okay. So I'm reading a book about MDMA. My experience is I have guided people through psychedelic experiences. I have had experiences on MDMA and am really fascinated by this idea that the compound was originally discovered in 1912, I think, by Merck. I really should look in the book, but I don't think that's very good noise-wise. So we're going to do this all from memory, and some of it might be sort of right. <laughs> if you want to get the exact fact and facts and figures, you should definitely read this book, I Feel Love, MDMA, and the Quest for Connection in a Fractured World. Rachel Neuer, N-U-W-E-R. Okay, so MDMA was um, created what is the word for like made a thing? It was created, it was crafted, it was whatever. They made MDMA um, in Merck did, I believe in 1912. And it was, it was originally supposed to be a blood thinner, a blood thickener, I don't know, something. And then they stumbled on this. And therapist, therapists, started to use it because they found that the compound did this really interesting thing where it allowed human beings in psychotherapy to bring up these scary traumatic experiences in their lives and from a distance from a safe distance these patients were able to examine what had happened to them and process what had happened to them and in turn let that experience go and 
you know how you have one of those experiences where you know something to be true, but it hasn't been proven, but you just know it to be true. And then somebody with a book somewhere proves a thing true. And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Like, you know, that I mean, it's nice validation. Um, And that was my experience beginning to read this book, particularly the way that they were describing how MDMA originally started as a, they worked on it, they used it in talk therapy, and then it got involved, it got incorporated into the club scene, and then it sort of got roped into a lot of conversations about the war against drugs, and then, long story short, it was Schedule 1. Um, and that was very interesting, the the history of it, the ups and downs. It, it's a very interesting... Um, there are a lot of interesting parallels between it and um, other psychedelics like LSD, and they're... they're use originally for certain purposes and then um how that use changed and the the powers that be responded to that change in use um that's not particularly what i want to talk about um what i want to talk about is just this idea that as soon as i read that scientific description of what that compound did i knew exactly that that was true because it had been my experience. Um, my husband and I had um, a friend who had some MDMA years ago and gave it to us. And another one of us had taken it. And um, we took it and we hung out at the house in, in the backyard. We live in a cabin in the woods. And so we hung out in the backyard with our dogs. And not realizing it, not intending it, had um, a, a couple's therapy experience. He brought up um, a couple of things that he felt called to bring up, um, sort of sticky areas in our relationship at the time. And one, I was surprised he brought it up. And he was surprised he brought it up. And we were able to in three or four sentences like this was not a long thing he brought the thing up and I said my feelings on it and he said I know and I said you know it was a very very easy thing and then that thing was no longer a bugaboo it was not a monster living underneath our bed it was it was gone and the the way that compound allowed us to sit almost, I mean, the sensation for me feels very similar to the sensation I feel in meditation. Longtime meditators um, will likely resonate with this, this idea that you take that seat of the observer. When you're meditating and you're paying attention to the sounds in the room, um, you get an opportunity to feel your experience with a little bit of detachment. And, and I can't, I, I don't know the words for it, but that, that detached feeling it, it, I hope it doesn't sound bad because, oh 
God, it's the most glorious thing to be in meditation and to be experiencing your experience with this, just this little bit of a, a cushion, a little bit of a buffer. And, and that was what my experience with MDMA and communicating with my husband was. And it was so powerful for us that we, as a couple, and in, in did it more intentionally several times to retune and to reconnect and when I had heard that MDMA was likely getting FDA approval soon, and I have uh, have guided people in the psychedelic world, and I heard that this book was coming out, I just, I just really, really felt myself drawn to it. And it's been one of those experiences where as I'm reading along, it just feels like, oh, yeah, of course, that's right. Oh, of course, that oxytocin does whatever to the serotonin, whatever. Of course, I felt that. As soon as I read that sentence, I feel the resonance of that sentence. I feel the rightness of that sentence. And that's what I'm geeking out about. I'm only 80 pages in. Um, can't wait to read more can't wait to share more on the podcast um, as I'm learning. I have a couple of personal stories in addition to the one that I just shared with MDMA and um, those will likely come up as I'm going through that book. So th thus concludes our first segment, our first little game. Yay. How are you doing? everything okay? Is this format weird? I don't know. We're going to go with it. So what do we do now? <laughs> what do we do now? Um, I have some ideas jotted down and I'm going to read those ideas. Um, I can do a rampage of rainbow farts, which I will likely do because that's a quick and easy one. I could do a guided meditation. Um, I can share something about what I'm reading. Whoops, already did that. Um, let's go with rampage of rainbow farts. Oh, and I'm looking at my little bin, my little Tupperware bin, and I'm going to pick a word. Oh, and you know what I'm also going to do is I'm going to pick a question and those are going to be my two games. Okay, so there's my question and we're not going to pick that one. I'm going to pick a word. All right. So for those of you who missed that one episode where I tried this once, we are going to try a rampage of rainbow farts. This is based on the work of Abraham and Esther Hicks. This idea of a rampage of appreciation is how she describes it. it the idea is that you just go on a rant <laughs> um, and it's sort of a word association rant. And the idea is to find a better feeling thought, a better feeling idea and, and build on it because our thoughts build on themselves. And so if we can start to control how those originating thoughts are, then we're going to build to something that is on a healthier path rather than starting from a place that um, is less than advantageous, less than positive. So I, because Rampage of Appreciation is somebody else's stuff, and also because that's 
just sounds a little too formal for me. We're going to do Rampage or Rainbow Farts. And basically, I am just going to try my best to feel better, feel better, feel better, feel better, feel better. And I'm going to use this little scrap of paper as my um, starting point. And when you're doing this, if you if you have any desire desire whatsoever to do this, um, use feeling words. So we want to tap tap into the senses. And so you might start with one thing like this little piece of paper might say apples or whatever and you might start with apples but it doesn't mean that you have to stay with apples the idea is that this is just the seed Ooh, pun um this is just the seed and we allow it to be the starting place and so you're probably going to see me go all over the place and i'm going to do this for 90 seconds and i'm going to do this for 90 seconds and i'm actually going to set a timer because i think last time i did it for like 20 seconds and it was all garbage so we're going to try to do it a little bit better all right so timer we we're going to do two minutes because quite frankly i can't i don't want to deal with figuring out on my phone how to make it 90 seconds so here we are two minutes we're going to use this as the starting point whatever this little scrap of paper whatever word it is and we're just going to go up 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 here we go five four three two one Okay, so what do I got? Hot chocolate. Mm, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate on a very cold wintry day. Hot chocolate on a very cold wintry day where you've just skied all day and you have come back and you are so ready to get your ski boots off. Oh, that sensation when you pull your ski boots off and your feet can finally live again. Oh my gosh, the sensation of pouring a cup of hot chocolate or like making it like with legit milk like your mom used to make oh my gosh being with your mom before bed oh even when I was in college even though my mom and I had a very difficult relationship this idea of coming home and it was just mom it was mom, it was home, it was safe. Your eyes were closed. You knew that as soon as you fell asleep, she was gonna walk away and just drift off and then you were gonna wake up and everything was gonna be magical. Ugh, that feeling of ease in letting go. That feeling right before you fall asleep. Right before you fall asleep, your whole body is tired. You are just a hair away from complete and total alignment. That feeling right before you fall asleep. When everything feels easy, when everything feels light, and your mom's there or your partner's there, or your pup is there, and you can just let go. That was the rampage of Rainbow Farts. Okay, 
So we're going to play one more game and then I'm going to sit quietly and I'm going to see if I got an answer to my question. Um, But before I answer my question, I am going to answer one of your questions. And it was if you have a question for me, click the link in the show notes. You can actually leave me an audio message that I can play. Or if you don't want me to play it, that's totally fine. Just let me know. Um, Or you can email me. Allie, A-L-L-I-E, at Alleywags, A-L-L-I-E-W-A-G-S dot com. Allie at Alleywags. Send me an email. And let me know if you have a question that only a weird hippie can answer. Okay, so speaking of weird hippies and questions, um, the question that I got from a anonymous source is how do I connect with source and I'm not going to belabor this because obviously this is a lot of what we talk about on this show Um, and the short answer to the question is it depends on you and that's the above all what I would like to most communicate to any listener of this show is that your connection with source is unique to you it's unique to you And even if you are a proud hippie church congregant, I don't know how you connect with Source. I don't know the mechanics of it. I don't know what it feels like in your body. But what I do know are a couple of things. If the better you feel, the closer you are to being connected. So if you don't feel so good right now, you are looking at this situation, you are viewing something in your body, current reality that is in disagreement with the full expanded version of you that part of you that is connected to all because each day each minute each second we learn more and we our furthest expression of ourself gets bigger it gets more expansive and we got to catch up and when we're not catching up when it's already five steps behind or five steps ahead when we're not catching up that is when we don't feel so good because we're lagging behind we're stuck in the muck and the yuckiness of sometimes what it's like to be a human being with resistance right and so I don't know how you connect with source I don't know how you do but I know that the the better you feel the closer you are I know that it's so unique to you, the way that you connect, that it seems sort of easy. It seems like, wait, hold on, that can't just be like, I get, I get communication from my source through song. I've shared this multiple times on the show, and it is uncanny what song will play at what time for me. And the reason is, source energy knows that's my tendency. I love stories and I love music. And so if source energy is going to communicate to me, they're going to do that through those avenues. They're also going to do it through my pups. They're also going to do it through my husband, because these are areas of my life that are important to me. These are areas of my life where I have the most attention and focus. Is that true for you? No. But source energy is connecting to you in a different way than it's connecting to me. And that's what's 
so lovely. And the like byproduct of this is like, yes. All right. So I figure out the relationship between me and source energy. Cool. And I understand how we're talking together and quinky dink. I think not. The question that I ask on this podcast episode is how can I further strengthen that relationship? Well, one of the ways that we bring things into our experience is that we talk about them. So the last however many minutes, me talking about my connection with source, what it looks like, what it feels like, that makes it easier for me to see it. It makes it easier for me to feel it because it's already on my radar. And because in my words, I am amplifying my vibration. And when I'm amplifying my vibration, I'm getting stuff in a fast at a faster pace. And that was the thing that I was struggling with was that I was getting these these powerful ideas and I was running with the momentum of them for a little bit and then something would happen. I would I would get in the way. My old belief about how to make money or my old belief about how much effort you have to put into a profession. Like all of these things would just slam it down shut. And oh, it hurts when you are going 100 miles an hour and you hit a tree. It hurts. If you're just walking by it and you bump up against it, that's one thing. That is momentum. And I love momentum. And you love momentum too if you love to ski fast. If you love to drive fast, if you like to hurl yourself on a mountain bike down a mountain, you know how exciting momentum is. You know what it feels like to play with momentum. You know what happens when you get too much of it or not enough of it. That is fun. Momentum comes with power. Momentum comes with speed. Momentum comes with oomph. And I was losing my momentum. I was losing my mojo. I was getting myself pointed in the right direction. I knew that I was pointed in the right direction. These ideas that I've had multiple times and I've picked up and then I've dropped and I've picked up and I've dropped. I knew that they were good ideas because I knew how I felt when I got them. And then I would get a little whiff of it and I would slow it down. And it's okay. Because here, here we are. We are in a new podcast format. I am playing with the idea of providing myself with some structure, but then also leaving some room for experimentation. And I'm playing with that back and forth. And, you know, this show went better than most, but there are areas of improvement. We'll keep tweak, tweak, tinker, 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 tinker. And I used to not want to tinker when I was writing something. I couldn't, like, people would say, oh, you know, I spent six months on this one paragraph. And I'm like, what? And that's never going to be me, right? I There is something that I, I am very much in the Grateful Dead camp of the magic to me, the fun to me is of the present moment. And so I've decided in making this show, and I've said it before on the podcast, that I don't cut anything out. I don't edit anything. And what that requires of me is to be fully present and here. And that's where the fun is for me. 
and what comes out, whatever the words, you know, eh. (laughs) I mean, we're going to get better and better at it, right? Because for me, the fun is tuning myself so I can hear that vibration and let it come out of my mouth. That's the fun for me. And dear listener, I'm figuring it out. I am figuring it out by playing with it. I'm figuring it out by leaning into what feels easy. This feels easy. I don't have to prep anything. In those early shows, I had to prep so much. I had this expectation that, nope, you can't go to school without doing your homework and all that stuff. And it's like, no, maybe just me is enough. Maybe me showing up, being as open as I can and hitting record is enough. And whoo, if that don't feel good, I am enough. My inclinations, my quirks, my peccadillos, the things that I geek out about, all of this little special sauce, these little, it's this seasoning medley of all the little things that make up me. All of it. And I used to think, oh God, no, I can't, I can't share that part of myself because that doesn't make sense to people. You can't want to do yoga and also drop the F-bomb. I just couldn't. I hadn't seen anybody do that. I haven't seen anybody attempt to create their own spiritual tradition, which is what I am attempting to do with this show, what I um, aspire to do with this show. And it's playing with these beliefs that we have inside us and all of the times that my momentum got slowed down with these ideas all these times it was just that belief having more power in my experience drawing my attention there and it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay And that uniquely specific way that source energy talks to you. That is enough. You don't have to change it. You don't have to do it differently. You just have to own that this is how I tick. This is how I work. And... If that feels good, you know you're on the right track. If that next step feels good, feels easy, feels doable, that's how you know you're on the right track. And a lot of times we starve ourselves and punish ourselves and we feel like we have to pay this price and we feel like we have to pay this price because we were surrounded by people that told us we had to pay a price we were part of religions that told us we had to pay a price and there was something about that that didn't feel good and we know we now know that that's because it wasn't true all that time it didn't feel good because it wasn't true it wasn't true for us and everybody's calibration system is different. Everybody's compass has a different north and that's okay. Your way of connecting to God, your way of connecting to source is different than mine. 
It is not my responsibility nor my opportunity to explore that connection. Only you. And you can choose to explore it as much or as little as you want. But that's for you. Just for you. All of these details, all of these nuances, all of the things in your life are opportunities to listen and tune and connect and find more and more joy each and every day. And I think that we've found a a soft place to land. A way to bring closure to this moment. Bring closure to this episode. Bring closure to this magical just there's so many connections that needed to happen to make this moment possible just as it is all of the ideas that came to you all of the people that you saw where you were listening to this all of the memories that surfaced that's all for you explore it mine it be curious about it That is your church. That is your spiritual connection. That is the life-giving, life-affirming connection that is just for you. And I'll be here. God, that was so awkward. I really need to work on ending these shows. We've come to an end, dear listener. Or a pause, dear listener. And I think we went somewhere together. I know I certainly went somewhere. And I'm going to go forth into my day. I'm going to go walk my dogs. I'm going to make some lunch. And I wish light and love and connection and ease and fun and joy and silliness and slumber parties and giggles that you just can't stop. I wish all of that for you or your expression, your version of all of that. That's our show for today. Until next time. This is Mountain Hippie Radio.